speech is not in people's hands. People are in the hands of speech. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to Society PCs and the number one get your shit together so you can have dope relationships podcast on the planet. And today we're talking about conversations. Conversations are not always peaches and cream. And so you can expect to not always see eye to eye. Virtually guaranteed. So how do you handle yourself? Well, that's what we're going to talk about here in episode 65, when the shit goes down. So communication under stress. Um, How do you handle yourself when your partner is telling you something that's triggering, something that's hard to hear? First of all, you have to have a plan in place. If you have a plan in place before things get heated, it's important because having that plan in place, just like I talked about during the fire drill episode, even if you can't do exactly what you planned, you still will do something that is to your benefit. It's the best road to successfully navigating the situation. But first, let's talk about the power of words in general for a minute. Back before people were even writing, all the way up to now, people have always addressed the power of words. So there's an African proverb that says, speech is not in people's hands. People are in the hands of speech. And in the Mahabharata, there's a story about war. I hope I said that right. There's a story about war and the arrows, which they call the, uh, they call them astras, were supercharged when somebody spoke this mantra into them. So basically you're taking an arrow and then you speak words into it and you transformed it into basically a nuclear weapon capable of destroying worlds. The takeaway in that is the power of the words. You already had a weapon, but adding the words to it made it infinitely stronger. And of course, the Bible has a lot to say about words. So I took a few choice areas. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Uh, There is one whose rash words are like sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And lastly, gracious words are, are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Words carry weight is the big takeaway message. They're powerful, they're magical, they're destructive, and they shouldn't be thrown around as carelessly as we throw them around. In the heat of the moment, when you've heard those things that are hard to hear without a plan, you're more likely to escalate the situation by saying something equally hurtful or mean-spirited, just blurting out a response. It's aimed at winning, right? It's not necessarily the best course of action. Also, let's not forget that your ego may be getting in the way of hearing the actual message that may have been sent. And it might be a message that was, in fact, beneficial to you. So that shitty thing that they just said may actually be right on time and the exact thing you need to hear, you just don't like the way it sounds. So what are the steps? How in this conversation that's gotten heated and turned up a little bit, how do you keep from getting carried away? It's very simple. Five steps. First, relax. Second, listen well. You are looking for a gem. You're looking for the kernel of truth. Three, depersonalize it. 
Act like it's not about you. Fourth, run it through the triple filter test. And last but not least, number five, look for a solution or a chance for growth. Step one, relaxing. I know relaxing seems like an odd thing to do at a time like this because you've heard something that's really got you charged up. This is the precise time that you need to calm yourself. But I'm already pissed, you say. This is an easy fix. It's just a breathing technique. It's called box breathing. There are videos all over YouTube. Some title it combat breathing. Some call it tactical breathing. It's not difficult. What is a box app? In this case, we're doing a square. All sides are the same. You inhale, hold, exhale, hold, and repeat. That's it. So the recommendation is four seconds. So a four-second inhale, a four-second hold, a four-second exhale, and a four-second hold before you repeat it again. And you do that a couple times, five or six times. Help get that oxygen where it needs to be. Box breathing is all about activating the parasympathetic system. So the parasympathetic rest and digest, uh, think of it as pumping the brakes, think of it taking a pause, all the things with a P, right? Sympathetic is what you're in because you're all jacked up because what they said has got you emotionally charged. So you're getting all of the stress response coming in. When they said that confrontational thing, when they said what you did not want to hear, that thing that you're having a very hard time accepting, your sympathetic nervous system got kicked in. This is freeze, fight, or flight. This is a stressful situation. The parasympathetic system is your chance to slow that down, to break that cycle, and to calm yourself down so that you can be well-reasoned because when you're in an emotionally charged state, you're not thinking straight. Now, after that, listen well. You're going to make certain that you understand what was said and that you didn't jump to conclusions or fill in blanks that weren't there. You heard some things that you didn't like, and this has opened the door to you hearing incorrectly. Your sympathetic nervous system doesn't care about fine messages. It's loud noises, simple commands only. Your high-order thinking is degraded. You're getting dumber when you're in this sympathetic nervous system state. So why be mad about something that you feel like they said? If you're going to be mad, and there's a chance that you might be mad anyway, at least be mad for accurate reasons. Also, there may be some valid points being made. Just because you don't like them doesn't mean that they are not true. You will always have an ego, and this will always be prone to getting you off in a huff when things come out that challenge your ego. Box breathe, listen well, move into depersonalizing this, okay? I know you're in an argument, and it's about you and them. But pretend that it's not. Don't take any of it personal. None of what they say has more power than you give it. So totally disregard how you feel. Relax, let that go. It might be difficult to listen to the critique because it's about you. Because you trust that person. And so what they say carries more weight generally than others. The key is to not internalize every conflicting derogatory remark as if it's true. Just listen. Put it through the triple filter, which is the next step. I did not make this. This is not mine. This is from Socrates. 
So first, the truth filter. Has the person witnessed it firsthand? And do they know it to be true and not hearsay? The problem with this is that you will have arguments and issues based on hearsay and perception. And perception is the same as reality for the individual that's perceiving it. So this one can be problematic. Second step, the goodness filter. Is it a good statement? Does it build or not? Is it positive? Third step, the utility filter. Is it going to be useful to you? And useful is a broad term, so let's just say, is the information beneficial to you? As long as it checks off on one of these things, you should take that information. If it doesn't check off on any of them, don't listen to it. Let it go. So if they've said something to you that's difficult for you to hear, but it passes one or more of those, you got to take that troubling remark and do something with it. you got to make an action plan to improve in that area, figure out how you can improve, and then actually take the steps to begin improving. If it's not true, uh, but it's based on the person's perception, all you can do really is gather the facts and make a calm rebuttal. Changing perception is difficult, and honestly, it, it might be impossible. So just know that going in. And it's just that simple. Now, as I've said before, simple does not make easy. There are two different words entirely. Most of the times, the simple things are very difficult to do. I want to read you something that I read on the internet that summed it up much, much better than I have been able to. And it goes, words have energy and power with the ability to help, to heal, to hinder, to hurt, to harm, to humiliate, and to humble. So be careful with your words. We're too comfortable with using our words sloppily these days. All over the place, we just are not very precise and accurate with what we say. We say things that we don't mean, oftentimes to be hurtful and mean, to shut somebody up. A lot of this stuff is driven from an ego standpoint. So when you get into an emotionally charged situation, think of how much more likely you are to lash out and to say the most vile things you can think of at the moment. Use your words well, regardless of which side of the conversation you find yourself on. Communication is a huge area that we all need work in. We need to work at it to improve and actually be able to articulate. Some of the times we don't say what we mean to say because we just don't have the words. Work on your vocabulary. Work on understanding yourself so you can say exactly what you really mean. There's a lot of work that's required and it's all directed at you internally because again, the theory If you fix yourself, you will be excellent in every setting that you find yourself in. Nobody wants to hear that somebody thinks that they suck. Sometimes, that's exactly what you need to hear. Sometimes, the reason that hearing that you suck in an area or that you're failing in the relationship in an area, it's hard to hear that because you already know that. You're already self-conscious about that. You know that you can do better. You know that you've been an asshole. You don't want to be reminded of that. It's an ego thing. It's a fragility thing. It's not wanting to actually do your best. 
let's face it, we all have egos. We try to minimize them. Some people try to minimize them, but it doesn't really matter. You'll never be free of it. What we need, navigation of your ego, is a very crucial and important facet that we definitely have the capability to do. It's, it's within our power. And a lot of times we don't do it because we don't know that we can do it. If somebody tells you something that's hard to hear, you owe it to yourself to explore it. As I wrap up, I just want to remind everybody that the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline has changed the number to 988. That's a national number, 988. Just like 911, only for Suicide and Crisis Lifeline emergencies. Let's pass it along so that everybody knows it. In the meantime, that's it for this episode. Have a fantastic Monday, a great week, and an incredible weekend, and I'll see you back here again, and we'll do it all over again. If you like this episode, please tell a friend. If you disliked this episode and thought it was boring, like some of you have told me, then tell an enemy that you loved it. In the meantime, and in between time, be good to yourself, be good to others, and I am out of here. And remember, all of this is designed to keep you from experiencing... Oh!